easy to see one big theme. People who live long and healthy lives have an outlook on life that is filled with optimism and curiosity. They have a support system. They have people who care about them. They have people that they care about. And they try to make the most of their circumstances to create a happy and fulfilled life. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. It is my mission to get you moving more and to help you think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. You might have noticed that there was no episode on Friday. That was something I was trying out for the summer, those extra Friday episodes, and I've decided to go back to one podcast a week with hopes of having more time to expand some of the content that I'm doing on Instagram and YouTube so that I can give you more videos with more examples of the exercises and habits that I discuss on the show. I just haven't had enough time to really do any of that this summer because I've had a house full of kids and I am taking advantage of what might be my very last summer with all of my kids under one roof. So for the fall, I'm going to scale back to just one podcast a week, plus hopefully doing some additional content on my other social media channels. I am Power of Run on all social media, and I'll put a link to my YouTube for you so you can find that one. That's a little harder to find. If you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening right now and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you could give it a rating and review, that would help so much. If you're on an iPhone, please take a second to rate and review right now. Unless you're driving, I don't want you messing with your phone while you're driving, but click on your podcast player. Then at the bottom, when that pops up, click on library and then click on shows. Go do that right now. Once your shows pop up, find power up your performance click on that then scroll all the way down to the bottom after all the episodes are listed you'll see a space with reviews and ratings under that on the left side is a link that says write a review click on that and write a few words about the show or slightly above it you can tap on the five stars i know i mention this a lot but it really does help get the attention of apple podcasts so that it shows up in the recommendations when people are searching for a show So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to do it. I really appreciate it, and it truly does help. Did you see the news story this week about the 107-year-old woman who says the secret to her longevity is that she never got married? Well, I'm not so sure that avoiding marriage is the true secret. She has a sister who is 102, and her sister is married, so she might just have good genetics on her side. But I've always been intrigued about what makes some people live beyond 100 and others die young. One of the reasons I'm interested in this is because I have amazing genes on one side of my family. My grandmother had incredible health into her 90s. And then on the other side of my family, I have really cruddy genes with my mother and grandmother both dying young. I'm already older than my mom was when she passed away. We've known for a long time now that genetics only give us a small piece of the puzzle. A lot of diseases, but of course not all diseases, 
run in families only because of lifestyle factors, not actual genetics. Knowing that lifestyle factors play a big role in not just how long we live, but also the quality of life we have, I love reading about people who are active and who have a high quality of life into their 90s and beyond. In the People article where they talked about the happily never married 107-year-old woman, they interviewed some other people who have lived beyond 100 years who credited their faith for their longevity, and when asked for her secret, a woman named Alalia Murphy, the oldest person in the United States at 114 years old, added, being a good person. And 101-year-old Ella Angus told people to hug, smile, walk, and talk. She also mentions the willingness to try new things, seize every opportunity, and says she associates with lots of younger people. I think when you put the wisdom of these three women together, it covers a lot of the things that you find over and over again in literature and research that points to reasons why people live a long and healthy life. Hug, smile, walk, and talk. What great advice. Even if it didn't work out and help you live longer, it would absolutely enhance your quality of life on a daily basis. So it's sometimes the tips that these people share, even if they don't work, it's not going to hurt and it absolutely will help you have a happier, healthier life. Researchers who study longevity study people in what they call blue zones. These are areas of the world where it's common to live a high quality of life into your 90s. They look to see what things people in each of the blue zones have in common. And while there are some dietary similarities, it really does come down to lifestyle and mindset. First off, they do not have a negative perception of what it means to get older. Maybe because they are surrounded by people who are active and healthy into their later years. If you grow up around people who are active and healthy, you don't think any different. You just understand that it's a possibility that that's, you accept it as that's what getting old looks like. And perception really is reality. The words we use and how we choose to talk about aging shape our thoughts. Our thoughts, of course, determine our actions and our behaviors. Imagining being healthy and vibrant into your 80s, 90s, 100s, living a busy life full of joy and friendships help you ultimately create that reality for yourself. Of course, there is some good luck involved and genetics, but we can influence a lot by how we think and live. People who live long lives have a sense of purpose, whether it's to volunteer in their community, meet friends to socialize, pursue a passion, or vacation with their families. There is something that they jump out of bed excited to do each morning. During the senior games, I posted some stories on Facebook about some of the athletes. I'm sure you saw the stories of Julia Hurricane Hawkins, the 103-year-old great-grandmother who first ran the 100 meters in the senior games to celebrate her 100th birthday. She broke the world record in the 100 meters for participants over the age of 100. This year, she won gold in both the 50 and 100 meter races, and she set a new record for the oldest woman to compete on an American track. I think that is remarkable. There's also the story from South Florida. It was in the South Florida Sun Sentinel about Bill Otto, 
who is 86 and competed in the cycling time trials, the 5K and the 10K, at the 2019 National Senior Games and came home with two bronze medals. The article says that Bill had been active his entire life and was not ready to give up his daily exercises when hip issues started to affect his ability to run. I know people in their 50s and 40s who have hip issues that are affecting their ability to run. So what did he do? He bought a bike and started competing, ultimately breaking two Florida state records in his age category and winning more than 75 gold and silver medals, including four national silver medals in less than 25 years. Maybe you've never thought of yourself as being active into your 90s and 100s, so I'm going to share some other examples of people you will know who did great things later in life. You probably remember the television series Little House on the Prairie. Laura Ingalls Wilder published the book Little House in the Big Woods, the book Little House on the Prairie is based on, when she was 64 years old. I used to love this one when I was little. I loved the show, but it's one of the first books I remember a teacher reading us in the classroom and we just all sat there listening, not wanting story time to end. Joy Behar, known today as the former co-host on The View, Joy Behar was a high school English teacher who didn't launch her show business career until after the age of 40. Rodney Dangerfield, the late great comedic actor, was best known for his roles in 1980s movies like Caddyshack and Back to School, but he was 46 before he got his first big break on The Ed Sullivan Show. Samuel Jackson was 46 years old and in recovery from addiction to cocaine and heroin before he starred alongside John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Clearly, it is possible to chase a dream or to find a new dream, to find a new passion, to change careers, to start something new, to even start running marathons or the 50 or 100 meters. Truly, all these things are possible later in life. But first, we have to understand that it is possible. And I think from the examples I've shown, it gives you some idea that these if other people can do these things, you can too. To achieve anything in life that might at first appear to be impossible, we need to believe in the potential for it to come true. You have to be able to look at it and say, hey, if they could do it, what about me? What if I gave it my all? What if I dedicated myself to doing this? What if is such a powerful phrase and it can go both ways. We can choose to look at that negatively or we can focus on the positive and be full of possibility. What are some other traits of people who live long lives? There is a woman by the name of Susanna Mushat Jones who held the title of the world's oldest person until she died in May 2016 at the age of 116. She said she always kept up on her sleep and consumed a steady diet of bacon, eggs, and grits for breakfast. Her family told USA Today that her longevity came from her love of family and generosity to others. Family and connection come up a lot as you look for examples of people who have lived long lives. We now know that relationships affect our health and therefore our longevity. People who have more social support tend to have better mental health, cardiovascular health, and immunological functioning, and 
cognitive performance. The well-known, long-running Harvard Medical School Nurses Health Study was one of the early studies to reveal how being socially integrated can lead to greater health, life satisfaction, and longevity over time. One explanation as to why connection and relationships affect our health is because social relationships help calm our stress response system. While chronically high levels of the stress hormone cortisol wreak havoc on our physical and emotional health, experiencing safe and supportive social relationships has the opposite effect, keeping our stress response system in check. There's also a study of elderly Hong Kong residents and researchers found that those who spent more time cultivating social relationships had a significant reduction in cortisol levels during the day. So that could explain why positive relationships help us learn better, stay healthier, and live longer. Clearly, social relationships are important and we need to spend some time working to develop those relationships. Even in her 100s, New York City resident Ruth Coben lifts weights, practices Pilates once a week, and has been known to show off her fashion chops online. She told Advanced Style, a fashion blog that features senior women, that her motto for long life is to celebrate every day and to not look at the calendar. She also believes that as long as you're able to move, you can do some form of exercise. I love the advice to celebrate every day and to not look at the calendar. I was telling some of my friends the other day that I actually forgot how old I was last week. How is that even possible? But I do think that not dwelling on your age does have something to do with your ability to enjoy life and not think like an old person, not fixate on how old you are. Exercise, though. You all know this one. We have spent over a year on the podcast talking about this one in some way. An article on the AARP website says, the latest evidence is showing that exercise not only strengthens your heart and may trim your waist, but regular physical activity can actually slow the aging process on a cellular level and potentially add years to your life. Again, we know this. We've heard this research over and over again. Brigham Young research looked at DNA samples of nearly 6,000 adults. They measured the lengths of study participants' telomeres. Those are the molecular caps at the end of chromosomes that tend to get shorter as we age. And they found that people with higher activity levels had longer telomeres than those who were sedentary. In fact, the exercisers had a biological age that was about nine years younger than people who didn't exercise. And then there's another recent study that found that men and women in their 70s who exercise regularly have the heart, lung, and muscle fitness of healthy people 30 years younger. And at 70 years old, or at any age really, to have the heart, lung, and muscle fitness of somebody 30 years younger, I would say that's pretty significant. So even if you aren't in your 70s, exercise is something you want to start doing. If you are in your 70s or 80s or 90s, it's not too late to start. If you've been sedentary for years, you can start by taking small steps. Hire a trainer. Hire somebody who knows what they're doing. If you're afraid, if you're afraid that you're going to hurt yourself, hire somebody to help you take those steps. At any age, you can benefit by starting to exercise. Of course, it's going to help if you've been exercising for years and years, but... 
don't use that as your excuse to avoid exercising. You will still get a benefit and it will help you live a longer, healthier life. There's so much great research on just even how exercise helps the brain and helps you stay sharp as you age. And I know as somebody who has parents now and in-laws in their 70s that I would like to see them exercising because I want them to be around for a long time, not just to be around, but to be healthy and to be able to laugh and crack jokes and reminisce and to participate in our lives. So exercise is something that you can start at any age. It's never, ever too late. Now, I'm going to quickly run through a few more of the things that are on the list that you can peruse. And when you start looking for things that help people live long lives, these are some of the other things that show up on the list. Optimism. We've done a lot of podcasts on optimism, so I'm not going to elaborate on that more today. Practicing yoga or meditation. I think that one probably goes back to mindfulness and also what we talked about with the cortisol. Yoga and meditation help reduce cortisol, and that is going to have a positive effect on your health. Laughter and finding ways to enjoy life. I mean, doesn't that just sound good anyway, right? Just find ways to laugh. Look for ways to celebrate every day. Look for ways to make the most out of even the most mundane moments in your life. In addition to nutrition, which no one can really agree on anyway. Can we all agree on that? Because nutrition, it seems, seems to swing year to year. What's healthy one year isn't healthy the next year. And so when it comes to nutrition, I say you have a wide variety of whole, real foods. Not stuff in packages, not stuff that's pre-prepared. Fruits and vegetables, meats, nuts, seeds, things that you prepare, that you put into a pan and eat fresh or put into a pan and prepare on your own. That kind of nutrition is something that no expert is going to be able to disagree with. But in addition to the nutrition, if you want to live to be 100, you should also stop smoking, avoid drugs, drink alcohol in moderation, and another one that shows up on the list, you should floss. For some reason, flossing not only reduces the risk of gum disease, it also reduces the risk of heart disease. And there's a bunch of research on that that says that may or may not be true anymore, but flossing sounds like a good idea and something that I know your dentist will get behind. Learn something new. People who continue to engage their minds and their bodies live longer and keep their brains sharper longer. So just find ways to keep challenging yourself, stay curious, learn something new, It makes life more interesting. It gives you something to talk about. Plus, it's good for your brain. And finally, I did a lot of episodes and Instagram posts on this in the past. Um, For most of the year, I think I've done quite a few episodes on this one. Find ways to reduce the amount of time you sit every day. Take movement breaks throughout the day. If you're on a road trip, every couple of hours, get up and stretch. Go for a walk. Do some walking lunges in the parking lot. If you work at a desk, same thing. Set a timer on your phone to go off once an hour and take a five-minute movement break, whether that's walking, doing squats at your desk, doing push-ups against a wall. Find a way to move more every day. There's research that shows that even in marathoners who get a hefty workout in every single day, that they also 
feel the effects of too much sitting. So it's not like you can just go get one power workout in the day and you're good. This is something you need to keep in mind throughout the day. Move more. For those of us who are not blessed with genetics that allow us to live recklessly, like me, I think it's easy to see one big theme. People who live long and healthy lives have an outlook on life that is filled with optimism and curiosity. They have a support system. They have people who care about them. They have people that they care about. And they try to make the most of their circumstances to create a happy and fulfilled life. No, life isn't always happy. It's not always rosy. We're not always healthy. Sometimes we we all, at some point in our lives, will have something big, unpleasant, or possibly even bad happen to us. But it's how we react and what we choose to do in that situation that makes the difference between happiness and a life that spirals out of control into a dark, sad pit of despair. Of course, I'm exaggerating again, right? Now, I never like for any of the ideas I share on the podcast to make people sad or upset. So I don't want you to think that if you had a parent who died young, that it was their fault. Or that if you got breast cancer like I did or had a heart attack, that you are to blame. You can do all the right things and still have bad luck. There are so many things in life that are out of our control. So I try to shut down that part of my brain brain that blames because you can't change your past. Sometimes it's not your fault, but having said that, the things I've mentioned in this episode are known to correlate with longevity. Would any of these things bring you a higher quality of life today, even if they didn't help you live longer? When I look at this list, I see things that don't take a ton of effort that will also bring more happiness and better health. So try some of these things. What do you have to lose? Try them on. See what fits. Try some of these things for 30 to 90 days and keep a journal. Think of it as your own personal science experiment. See what makes you feel better, more connected, and happier. That is up to you. We all have the ability to choose behaviors that affect our quality of life. And it's also up to us to decide which activities enhance and detract from that quality of life. What I think makes my life better might not be what you think makes your life better. So try out some of these ideas. Think of them as suggestions. Try them on and you choose. What's it going to hurt to try some of these things for 30 to 60, 90 days? As always, if you want to talk about any of the things I've mentioned or you want help developing a habit or getting started, send me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com or find me on social media as Power of Run and tag me, comment, or send me a message. I truly want to know what you're up to and I want to help you get the most out of your life. This summer... I've invited you to join me in committing to optimism, challenging ourselves, remaining active, seeking adventure, and forming real connections that enrich our lives. Be sure to head over to my website and sign the pledge saying that you're going to join me in doing these things. I'll send you some emails and some freebies. You can join the group and we can chat. Head over to www.crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash next. And we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com. 
or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.